City. Hey Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. 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 Welcome to Salt Lake Jake's Take. I am Solid Jake, and fellas, I could listen to that intro over and over. There's something about the sultry tones of Jim Rome glossing me with the nickname Salt Lake Jake. For those that don't know, that's the first. I give you the first voice you hear. Yep, that's the first voice you hear is Jim Rome saying Salt Lake Jake back on my call back in 2000. I think it was 14. Uh, Anyway, welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. I've got my guys Peter and Brennan here. How are we, fellas? Excellent. Doing good, fantastic, good. Jake. Great to be here. Yeah, it is good to be good to be here. Okay, listen. We kick off conference play this week, and uh, it's time. It's go time. The preseason, quote-unquote, the non-conference, which included two Power 5 teams, and Weber is over. The defense of our back-to-back conference title begins now. And uh, I got to be honest, we, we're going into the season, into the conference season with a, a lot of unknowns, unfortunately. We had a really rough camp when it came to injuries. We've lost Mikai, Micah Bernard, Mikai Bernard for the year. So he's our only one we know that's gone for the year. But we also know our initial backup, Brandon Rose, is tabled for a long time. And we've had, according to Witt at least, 15 or 16 guys on the two deep that were held out of Weber State. So he said he's hoping this week to get five or six of the main guys back. The biggest question is we know that surrounds everything that everybody wants to know. What about Mr. Bad Moon Rising, Cameron mm. Rising? Yeah. What mm-hmm. are you guys hearing from your contacts on the streets? Brandon, I think you should start with yours. That's it's, it's a little concerning. Well, I don't know. Um I don't know. I, I'm not really one to share what I've heard, but I don't. Here's the. That's here's why we're the here. I know that's why we're here. But let me just say this: Have we built up, or let me ask this question: Have we built up Camerizing too much in our minds because he hasn't played for so long? No, like it's no. we have not built him up too long. But think back to last year. Like think the Florida game when we were down at the end zone. He threw that pick right. That was a little uh, ill-advised in the Oregon game. It's fourth and short. All we need is a first down. He has a wide open Kincaid, I think, and he throws it at Kincaid's feet. Yep. Like Rising's fantastic. We need him. I love him, but he is not. Yeah, you start to sound a little bat blast. No, you're right. You're right. No. Okay, but there is no such thing as a perfect quarterback. You know, you have okay. your super level Heisen winners, fine, but yeah, you you mentioned that Florida game. Yes, he threw the pick, but dude, that entire second half, we were marching up and down the field. That entire second half, that last drive was completely on his shoulders where he had big runs, big throws across the middle. He got us to that end zone. You look at that Oregon game, he was hobbled all that game. You could tell things were not right. He just was not right. So are we building up Cam Rising too much? Let me ask you this. Is there any other team in the country that has a back-to-back conference champion as their starting quarterback? I answer you no. So I say unto you, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. No, we are not building up Cam Rising too much. He is the heart and soul of this team. Is he Alex Smith in talent level? No. But is he everything this team revolves around? Absolutely. You look, when he came in against San Diego State, I was at that game. We looked terrible the first half. It was terrible. The, the, the language on the sideline, the body language was terrible. Cam gets in. 
it felt different. People stood up from sitting down. They went to the sideline because they knew that dude was a winner. And he immediately brought us back in that game. And unfortunately we lost in that double, triple overtime, whatever it was. But from that point on, the man has been the heart and soul of this 11th ranked Utah football team. We are not where we are at today without brother rising. And so, so I say to you, no, Brandon, we are not over hyping cam rising. He is everything he, he purports to be again. He's not like, the world's best passer. He's not He's not Alex Smith, but he is a winner. He is a gamer. He is a leader, and he is Utah football right now, and we will only get what we want on the back of Cam Rising. So to answer your first question, Brennan, uh, or Jake, Brennan, did you, did you want to answer that? Do you have information on where, where Cam is? No, well, I just don't know. I mean, there's rumors that maybe he isn't hitting his throws like he should be in practice, but then I've heard other rumors that you know, the defense is frustrated or defensive coaches are frustrated because he's tearing him apart. So who knows what's true, right? Here's the answer, fellas. There, I mean, as you said, there's different, there's different uh, things coming out about Cam from all angles, from him having a mental block, which we've heard some people say to him, just not being physically ready to to even something like his agent is, is holding it up. We don't really know what's going on. We got two facts we can rely on. One Kai Whittingham himself said in the summer that we are going to hold him out the first three games and have him ready for conference play. We know that. Two, the man, the the oracle of Twitter, a guy that goes by the name of Chismi, who for some reason he's Shout some out. insider in the football program. No one knows who he really is, but just so you know, all summer long and last year he was completely accurate on everything he said including people who are going to be recruiting or being committed to committing to Utah and leaving Utah. This man is an insider. No, what's, knows the, he is. what's the handle? Chisme sports, C H I S M E sports. And last night at midnight, he posted on his Twitter account. Bum, bum, da, da, bum, oh. bum, bum, <laughs> I see a bad moon arising and then deleted it two minutes later. Oh, Dang. well, let me Just, say this. Just a little nugget out there, fellas. Brent McMurphy just tweeted out that the line moving from four and a half points to six tells him that Cam Rising is going to play, or Let's the betters think. Go, baby! I am ready. Someone knows something. <laughs> That's yes, right. sir. Hey, look, fellas. I heard I heard a guy on Twitter, our guy Doc. I'm going to give him a shout out. He he texted me something funny, and, and if you know, you know. He said we are part of the rising generation, and we're all part of the rising generation. Just a different rising generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, assuming we have okay, let's 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 talk about our opponent for a minute because um, everything. I mean, yeah, the rising thing has just sucked all the oxygen for the last what eight weeks of our lives. But we still have to play a ranked team at home at one thirty on National Fox. Um, what do we need to expect, Jake? Well, first of all, I mean, it's amazing. We've we've talked about it previously. But the fact that the Pac-12 is going out like this with eight ranked teams, only the second conference in history to have eight ranked teams at one time, SEC being the other. So it's going out on top, and it all starts this weekend. There's three ranked games this weekend. Utah plays UCLA, uh, Colorado at Oregon, and Oregon State at Washington State. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's big time. It's go time. It's big boy football time. Let's go, right? So here's the here's what we got rolling in. We got UCLA rolling in. Chip Kelly um, started slow in, in at UCLA. The first three years he had a losing season. 
Then he's kind of taken a step up. He went eight and four the next year, this fourth year. Last year they won nine games. Um, and this year they start off three and zero. So he's trending in the right direction. As we know, he was a mega success at Oregon. Was every year he was there as a head coach, he was in a, an NY six and the sport. Game. Yeah, yeah. So he's trending in the right direction. They're super talented. They 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 bring in. Um, they, they're led by a quarterback named Dante Moore. He's a true freshman. Uh, however, the thing about this kid is he was mega recruit five-star recruit from Michigan had offers from everyone LSU's Alabama's etc he was initially committed to Oregon and I think he had almost a perfect rating on one of the recruiting services a 100 so he's like Mm. he's an absolute baller here's what I think is going for us though a true freshman making his first conference road start in our environment that bodes well for Utah with our defense because that happened last yeah. time this happened. Well, not last time, but one of the previous times this happened, Jaden Daniels came in there. Jaden Daniels game had yeah. like 20 yards passing and got folded in half all game long. Mm-hmm. I think we're bringing back enough guys based on the scuttlebutt to, to, to really strengthen the team, strengthen our guys. We need junior Tafuna and Samota Peppa back full strength. Peppa hasn't played at all this season. Uh, Tafuna played a little bit um, versus, uh, versus Baylor. Um, we got to get that D line back at full strength. We need Connor O'Toole back. Uh, he was he came on last year as edge rusher. Man, we we could really cause havoc for this true freshman. And I I won't get into my preview score yet. I'll save that for the end of this podcast so we can keep you guys hanging. But I feel like it's going to be a, a, a big win for us. Um, so yeah, the thing about Dante Morris, he's athletic, but he's not like Dorian Thompson Robinson athletic in his ability to scramble right and and make make uh make plays out of nothing so he's he's more of a pocket passer um his stats this year are he's 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 had 615 yards passing so an average of 200 a game um and he's got seven touchdowns to one interception so he's got a decent touchdown to, to interception ratio but they really haven't played anybody yet i guarantee you they haven't played anyone like our defense no. they, they've played coastal carolina san diego state and north carolina central bunch of crap teams with San Diego State being the only like semi-decent team so I think they come in here I think we, I think we actually roll pretty big all right I'll just throw my score out now if you guys want oh to. wait no, no can't hold it back you can't no, hold man, it back can't. I'm rolling I gotta go <laughs> all right 37 17 is my prediction oh I like it yeah on a like four it. and a half point spread or six depending on yeah. which odds maker we're a different animal at home you know okay. yeah and, and, and- National TV prime, uh, you know. So, so the pocket passer. I mean, what's is this? They're still doing the Chip Kelly like spread, um, kind of offense. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really, you know, broken down the game film yet on their offense, but I'm assuming it's the same type of spread about tight ends. Yeah. What about the defense? You know, defense. I looked at the defensive statistic numbers. They're currently the third overall defense in the Pac-12, but. Again, it's so early, and they haven't played. I mean, you, you know, you got you got to take the grain of salt that, you know, they've played Coastal Carolina, San Diego State, who's offensively challenged anyway, and North Carolina Central. So they, they've got a they've got a decent defense. Their their running backs a transfer from Ball State, Carson Steele, who's who's kind of a tough nose type of type of runner, hard runner. Um, but I, I think uh, I think they come into this environment. I think we have, you know, Fox TV with the Sky Cam. You've got Packed Rice Eccles Stadium Saturday afternoon. It's gonna be gorgeous, perfect weather, sixty mid sixties. So you got hoodie weather, and it's just like, dude, it's perfect. This is 
This is college football, man. This is what we live yeah. for. This That's is what we right. wait for all winter, spring, and summer is moments like this where it matters. Let's go. Cam Rising runs out. That's my prediction. And let's go, man. <laughs> so so okay. something really quick I noticed yeah. is they were talking about top-graded defensive players. Uh, this is Super West Sports puts this out. And they had uh, – the surprise for me was Lander Barton was second behind this Latu yeah, defensive say Latu. lineman. Yeah, he got a guy that was started at Washington, transferred to UCLA, uh, played every game last year, and uh, is kicking butt this year. He's a beast. In fact, I, I think I'm not sure if it was last year, but I, I'm pretty sure the year before he led the conference in sacks, Law Two for UCLA, six five two sixty five. Yeah, he's a baller, man. He's a surefire NFL guy. He's he's done it at a high level here. He's the concern on their defense. You know, got to watch out for where he is. If our offensive line can hold up and give either Cam or Nate time, um, I think uh, I think we'll be good. We should have uh, Micah Pittman back. We should have you know Jaquindon's healthy, Glover's healthy. I'm not sure about the O line. I know I know Johnny Maya has been out three games this far, but Comp's done a decent job at starting at center for him, so I'm not worried about it. Um, like I said, we it, it not that it all revolves around Cam. I think we can beat these guys with Nate because Nate has enough talent to 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 be competent. Um, but if Cam comes back and he's like not not rusty at all, then I've got no yeah. no fear we win this. You know, Jake, you make a good point. Like we're we're focused on Cam, but we beat Florida with Nate and Barnes. With Barnes, really? With Barnes, yeah. There's all this angst and anxiety because we're we're watching this offense from the Travis Wilson years play out, but mm. really. Uh, we, I mean, you know, we could still win. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. I mean, we're so talented across the board. Defensively, we've got an amazing defense. Uh, number two in the country right now in third down percentage on defense. So um, we're not letting guys, we're not letting them score. We're not letting them get first downs. Um, Lander Barton and, the, and Cole Bishop, as we said last week, are just a lethal combo. Like they're just, they're both playing at All-American level. Um, and so I think they're going to make life difficult for this true freshman quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure is, how. Is this the last time we ever play UCLA? No, I'm going to say no. There changes so much. Things change so much that who knows what college football looks like in ten years. I mean, it's de- it's, it's definitely the last time for the next you know four or five years. But yeah. uh, I don't know if we had them. We scheduled them before. I mean, they've they've been willing to come to Salt Lake and do a home and home before we even joined the Pac-12. So. Well, when they needed a, a, a Mountain West play a, like matchup or whatever, but yeah, I guess the fact that we're you know in the Big Twelve might change things, right? Yep. Um. Yeah, there, I was going to make one more point about UCLA, but I can't. I, I think a, a big question for me on the offense this week again is if we're finally going to see a little more tight end play, and I that's yeah. been disappointing. Obviously, we talked about that in the last episode. You know the opti- the rose colored gla- or the crimson colored glasses. Uh, you know if I put those on, then I'm thinking that we kept things so vanilla that we intentionally didn't use the the uh, the tight ends, and I'm hoping that changes. But you know, I'd really. Well, like I don't to- know whether I don't know if I enough to speak to that or not, but I do know that we didn't intentionally have the tight ends miss a bunch of blocks. You know? <laughs> but you know what's so- interesting about that is uh, one of the uh, Whittingham press conference comments that stood out to me was he was talking about Lander Barton and his athletic abilities. And he said, you know, he could play any position on the field, really. Is that was that code for we're gonna see Barton at tight end? Uh he did say at some point there'll be there'll be uh two way. I don't think it'll be this early. He actually he, 
he went to Brighton and my brother's kids played at Brighton with them. And he was a tight end there too. And he was, I mean, oh. unstoppable as a tight end also. He's just, he's just one of those guys that whatever he does, he's awesome at, right? Just he's got, he's got it and he's, he's built and great gifted athletically. And so, yeah, I would, it wouldn't surprise me like to see a, a little bit of two way at some point. I don't know if we go this, this week. And that brings up another question is, man, what is going on with, with Brant Keithy? Like, we we haven't heard anything about him. He he should have been three months ahead of Cam in in the in the recovery schedule, but there's like no scuttlebutt at all about him participating at all. So I don't know what's going on there. But it, we desperately could use Brant Keithy. Like our tight end play is is part of what made our offense unique the last couple of years, and yeah. it's been severely lacking and missing this year, just because of uh, one we don't have Keithy, and two. The guys that are filling in just aren't aren't at that level, and so if Keithy could get back and figure out what's going on there, get Cam back, this offense will start to roll. But I I think it's good enough to get us the victory this week. Okay, um, what else, Brennan? I think uh, I think we roll. I mean, look, the thing that Jake just said that's impressed me is that we can win with Nate Johnson. I think that's true. I mean, look, we, we beat Florida, like you said, and I, up until this point, I've been thinking we need rising back if we want to have a chance against UCLA, but I I'm convinced Jake, we can do it with Nate Johnson and, uh, and, and we're going to win this week. I think we win. Um, I think we win by at least seven. So I look up the attendance of the Rose bowl last game, 38,000 uh, that more played in front of. So, we're 54. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be conservative. I'm gonna say the offense does not have rising. I'm gonna go, and we still think we can win. 24, 21. Okay, I'm going with 37, 17. As I said earlier, I think. <laughs> uh, I think uh, it's gonna be a shock to this true freshman system to play in front of our crowd. It's going to be amped. It's going to be loud. It's going to be fun. National TV. Let's go. Let's let's extend this record to four and zero with or without Cam. Hopefully with Cam because, like you said, we can win with Nate Johnson this week. But we need Cam for at Oregon State, for Washington, for USC, for Oregon. We need him in those four games especially. So hopefully this game will get him back and knock off some rust and head into Corvallis next week. Can you remember a time being three and zero and this nervous about your season? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like it's so funny that the mood is also like, uh, like <laughs> it is. It's funny too because it's it was a tough non-conference schedule. I know. I mean, a ranked like SEC team on the road at Baylor. I mean, it wasn't an it wasn't it wasn't a schedule like UCLA, right? It was a rank, and we came out three and zero. I think the reason is because we never looked dominant in any of those games. Is it because we're spoiled as fans too? Uh, maybe, but I mean, when you have the expectation of a fifth year senior who's back-to-back conference champs back, you expect more, right? So yeah, uh, it's just expectation levels were high as they should have been because of who we have coming back. Um, and we never looked great. I mean, we looked, we had flashes against Florida. Our D looked, looked good. We looked very mediocre against Baylor, but we pulled out a win. And then even Weber state, it was closer than it should have been throughout parts of the game. So we never looked great. So I think that's leading to a lot of the, the angst. However, like I said, we're going to come out and we're going to roll this Saturday and everyone's nerves will be calmed because we'll be like, okay, we're back. We got this. We're, we're, we're set yeah. up. We're ready to go. So, and then you need to calm our nerves because the other issue that I raised on Twitter a couple of days ago was the concession situation. 
And uh, do we already cover that in this pod? I can't remember. I don't think we have, but it's a freaking joke. I I don't even go out during the game because I had my wife at this game and she went out in the end of the first quarter to get some cowboy corn dogs and didn't make it back until halftime. It's a Disneyland line. Entire quarter. It's a joke. It is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, for the, the, the powers that be, at least even the hot dogs, the generic hot dogs, like, Get back to the old vendor. They used to be good. They they taste like those impossible dogs. They're they're awful. Yeah, one thing I also noticed is we used to have vendors going through the crowd, right? With hot dogs yeah. and cotton candy. I they don't have I haven't seen anybody this year doing that. So I don't know. That it's used to alleviate thing. some. It, it's not just the size. The concourse is small, so it's crowded. It's the people running the registers suck and they're slow and they can't get stuff done. And I, it, part of it is because they have a bunch of volunteer, like yeah. high school softball teams running Charity stuff. stuff. It's a How about joke. write the check, give them the money, and then get some real people to run process my credit card. Seriously, it's it's terrible. All right, fellas, let's right. wrap this up. We got uh, we're excited. Conference season, it's rolling, it's kicking off. Let's go. Let's take down these Bruins. Let's send them the off to the Big Ten with a big fat loss. Run, uh, run the game, win big, and be pumped for the game at Oregon State next weekend because that is huge. I mean, every game is huge. Six of our nine conference opponents are ranked. Six of yeah. the nine. That's amazing. Every game matters. Let's go. Let's go. I'm Salt Lake Jake, and I am out. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake!